Welcome to Moments in Truth. I am your host, G.T. Stikes. The purpose of Moments in Truth is to give you a few minutes of encouragement by providing simple truths from God's Word, identified and explained from a biblical worldview. Now today we are finishing up our study of John chapter 3. Nicodemus, a leader of the Sanhedrin, is asking some very important questions to Jesus. Now, if you missed the last episode, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it to get better context for what we're talking about today. Let's pick up today's scripture in verse 9. If you don't have your Bibles, just listen in. John chapter 3 and verse 9, Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know, and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I had told you earthly things, and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. Now we're going to stop right there to unpack a few things. Let's consider first Jesus' response to Nicodemus. He identifies that if Nicodemus is a teacher over Israel, how does he not know that the Holy Spirit must work on man in order for him to be saved? Because this is something that has been taught in the Old Testament. The very laws that the Sanhedrin, the scribes, and the Pharisees studied to teach the people. Verse 11 is really interesting. We would expect that Jesus would say, I speak what I know and testify what I have seen and you do not receive my witness. But he doesn't say that. He identifies himself in a plural form. We and are. Jesus is connecting to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the three persons of the Trinity, and the three witnesses that have been ignored. Now Jesus continues to explain to Nicodemus that if he can't understand the things of the Old Testament that were taught and prophesied, How is he going to understand the divine things that Jesus is trying to teach him? Now, in verse 13, Jesus is identifying that no one has ascended to heaven by their own power except for Jesus. And he is identifying his deity as the Son of God. Now, let's continue with verse 14. Jesus says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Now, in verses 14 through 15, Jesus gives Nicodemus an illustration of an event that he would be familiar with in order to better help him understand what mankind needed to do in relation to Jesus Christ. Now, in the book of Numbers, chapter 21, we see an event unfold. When the Israelites, after they have left Egypt, they are complaining to God. They are not just whining about their problems, but they are actually sinning against God by accusing God of not taking care of their needs and leading them to their death. Now, they are enraged and embittered against God. So what does God do? But he reminds them of who he is. God sent fiery serpents that would bite all the people and many of them died. And after a time of dealing with the serpents, they realized their sin and asked for a way out. And God instructed Moses to make a bronze serpent and put it high on a pole. And those who looked up at it, if they were bitten, they would live. 
Now that brass serpent was a picture of Jesus Christ. The snake is a picture of our sin that bites at us. The sin that we are stuck with that will lead us to an eternal death, an eternal separation from God. But if we look to Jesus and put our faith in him, we will not perish. We will not be separated from God, but we will have eternal life with him in heaven. Now this leads us into the most quoted verse of all time. Read with me verses 16 through 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, God loved mankind so much that he made a way for them to be saved from their sins through his Son, Jesus Christ. God didn't send Jesus into the world to condemn it, but that the world through him might be saved. Now, I see a lot of people pairing verses 16 and 17 together, but rarely does anyone read on to verse 18. Let's consider this one together. The one who believes in Jesus is not condemned, but the one who does not believe is condemned already. Now, what is this believe? Well, for those who believe Jesus is the Son of God, that believe that he died on the cross for their sin, that believe that he rose again three days later, and believe that he is in heaven preparing a place for us. Now this belief isn't just a knowledge of Jesus, it is a trust in him. It is putting your faith in Jesus, and without faith there is no salvation. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Now, by God's grace, we are saved by putting our faith in Jesus Christ. There is nothing that we can do to buy the salvation or work for it. It is only by God offering it to us. Now, there is this idea that I often hear from people that if they just have a general belief in the existence of God and that Jesus did exist, that they will have their sins forgiven. Because, after all, Jesus died on the cross for all of mankind, right? So, doesn't that give us an automatic in? Well, Jesus did die for all of mankind. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3-4 through 4 says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. However, it is our individual choice as to whether or not we want to accept Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. Now, remember what I said in the last episode. Salvation isn't a free ride that you just accept and continue to live however you want. Salvation comes with a choice to sacrifice on our own behalf to live and be more like God. Now, because of that, not everyone wants to trust in Jesus. Let's finish off this section. Look with me starting in verse 19. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. 
For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. Now, the light of the world is Jesus. And those who are followers of Jesus are also lights into the dark world because the Holy Spirit produces a goodness within us, a good fruit, as it is often described. And we see in these verses the classic good versus evil. So this ends the conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. But we don't get to see whether or not Nicodemus has a change of heart. Now the big question is, do you think that Nicodemus had a change of heart? Do you think that he does end up putting his faith and trust in Jesus Christ? Now, I'm going to argue that he does. And my reasoning for that is because we see him again in two more places in the scripture. My challenge to you today is to discover on your own why I believe that Nicodemus had a change of heart. And I'll give you a hint. It is revealed in one of the other two passages that he is in. A great passage to meditate on today is John chapter 3, verse 16 through 17, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now, for those who grew up in the church, I think sometimes we get tired of hearing some verses over and over again. But let me encourage you today. We should never tire of hearing God's word. It should be a comfort and encouragement to us, as well as a reminder of why we should want to live for the Lord. Because look at all he has done for us. Let me pray for you today. Lord God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for your tremendous blessings. We thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus Christ down to this earth to give us example after example of how to live for you, and how to be the best that we can be. Lord, we thank you for the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, who then, when he took the payment of our sin away, took that penalty away, Lord God, we never have to suffer that penalty, which is an eternal separation from you. Lord, because of the sacrifice that Jesus made, we can live for eternity in heaven uh, with you if we choose. And Lord, we thank you for that choice. We thank you that you give us opportunity after opportunity here on earth to get that choice right. I pray for any of our listeners today, Lord, that do not know for sure that when they die, they be in heaven, that they would get this right. I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would work on their heart today and convict them and show them that they need to trust in you I pray, Lord, that they would study through John chapter 3 to know for sure that they would reach out even uh, to us and even look at the resources that are provided in the show notes to show them exactly how to trust in Jesus. And Lord, I pray for those who are gospel believers already, let John chapter 3 be a great reminder to us of what Jesus has already done for us and how we can rejoice in that. And how, Lord, once we are saved, we are always saved. We can never lose our salvation. And that is a great reminder to us. It's something we can rest in and relax in. Lord, I pray that today we would go out and share this truth with others. Lord, help us to be an example and an encouragement in the lives of others this day. 
Thank you for this day in your name. I pray these things. Amen. Don't miss our next episode. We will be following Jesus into Samaria to talk with a woman at a well. Now, thank you for listening to Moments in Truth with G.T. Stikes. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to today's podcast. We would love for more people to hear the truth of God's word. You can help us reach more people by sharing, following, and subscribing to this podcast. Please be sure to check today's show notes for links to any additional resources, encouragements, and how you can help with this ministry. Thank you.